Welcome to NDTR Spotlight, a show where we highlight former and current NDTRs. And NDTR, if you don't know, stands for Nutritionist Diet Technician Registered. They also go by the credential DTR, which stands for Diet Technician Registered. In order to become an NDTR, you have to graduate from an accredited program, take an exam, and participate in continual education. I'm your host, Marie Lorraine, and today I'm super excited about our guest. I had the privilege of going to school with her, and she was a student who got everything done on time, straight A's, and even helped teach a class, a serve safe class. So she was someone you wanted to be friends with. Her name is Bridget. She has her Bachelor's of Science in Nutrition and Dietetics from Messiah University. She has a credential in serve safe, as a serve safe instructor, an exam proctor, and food protection manager. She has experience in food service, outpatient, private practice, community and public health, and wellness. Her biggest accomplishment to date in her career is completing the dietetic internship during COVID, which is no small task. The dietetic internship is very rigorous and hard just to begin with, and with adding COVID on top of that, so much harder. But it really goes to show how determined and productive she is and how she can find opportunity when opportunity does not seem to be blooming outside of, in the trees and the world. And this goes to show that she, she has her own business where she is, she has a nutrition coaching business called Nutrition Coaching with Bridget, where she does motivational interviewing for weight loss clients, also digest, helping with digestive issues and diabetes education. She recently got her dietitian credential on June 24th and Though her DTR credential is, has ended and she's moved on, this is an interview you definitely want to watch the entire video for because she had, brings an amazing insight on using that DTR credential to advance her career and keep moving forward. Bridget, thank you so much for coming and being here and congratulations on your new credential at the RD. Thank you so much, Marie. It's such an honor for this opportunity to talk to you and to all the people who are interested in learning about what a DTR is and how it can really improve your chosen pathway to be a registered dietitian. Yes, I love it. I'm so excited to dive down and just talk to you today. So let's start. And I just want to know why you decided to do the diet technician um, instead of going right into your dietetic internship. Sure. So because I was a non-traditional student when I was doing my undergrad in nutrition and dietetics, I wasn't 100% certain that I was going to be able to have the financial and the time resources to do the full-time dietetic internship because I had to work full-time while I was doing it. So I decided to take a year off and um, ended up being two years uh, to save up some money and to see what potential career path I could have if I got my DTR. Um, I also wanted to make sure I was prepared as possible before starting the dietetic internship because as you mentioned, it is extremely rigorous and time consuming. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to get through it and really be proficient and not feel like I, I was just, you know, treading water to get through it. I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. So I just needed the time. Yeah. And do you feel like it was a good, a good detour? Yes. Yes. Yeah. After, you know, all the schooling to get the bachelor's degree, I really was, um, emotionally exhausted also. <laughs> so having that little break to kind of, you know, re-energize was a big help for me too, because the internship is so intense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that statement. So you have a really unique perspective because you took the DTR credential 
or exam just two years ago, and then you just took the RD exam. So it's like fresh in your mind. What was the difference between studying for the DTR exam versus the RD exam? So um, the exams are very similar, actually. I was very, very surprised at how similar they were. So I felt going in, well, while I was taking the RD exam, I felt that maybe I was a little bit better prepared for the exam because I understood how it was implemented and how it worked. Um, the biggest difference, I think, is that there are many more resources available for the registered dietitian exam to help you be successful in taking the exam, whereas with the DTR exam, the really the only thing that you have is um, the Commission on Dietetic Registration. They have a handbook with a set of practice questions, but I looked so much throughout you know, the internet, Quizlet, all kinds of places, and I just found the same set of questions over and over again for the DTR. So I think that's what's frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, so eventually I just ended up going through basically re reviewing all of the um, PowerPoints and the notes I had from my different classes. Wow. Sweet. So yeah. how long did you study for the DTR exam first, the RD exam with that? Uh, so I studied for the DTR exam for about probably two months, but it wasn't, it was probably like two to three hours a day. I studied for the registered dietitian exam for probably about six months, although at the beginning of the six months, it was only an hour or two per day. Um, as I got closer and closer to the exam date, I would study more and more. I would say the last three weeks, I was probably studying six to eight hours per day. So I was able to do that though, because we were in, um, you know, the shelter in place. So I wasn't working at the time. So I made that my job. I was, um, my bus the business that I worked for was unable to open. Wow, that's, see, look at you making opportunity when there's like no <laughs> auto opportunity. Like I'm gonna study and make this my job and pass the exams. Did you pass them on your first try, both of them? I did. Although I have to say they were very intense also and I was a little nervous both times thinking yeah. that I wasn't going to, but I, I did and I got, Few points over the passing mark so that was a relief <laughs> that yeah that is really that's so my next question that kind of leads into it what how do you feel you said they were very similar but were there any specific differences in the actual taking of the test for the rd and dtr exams no and i took the exam at the same place both places um, so they gave you what you needed to take the exam there the format was exactly the same for both you're not able to go back and review your questions so you can't you know, flag a question if you're not sure the answer. Once you answer it, you're finished. Now there are many more, there's more questions for the registered dietitian position and they're more specific. For the DTR position, um, it will ask you certain things, but it'll ask you more specific things about the same topic as a registered dietitian because you're considered an expert in that field. Whereas a diet tech, you're still an expert, but you don't have as refined or specialized knowledge as a registered dietitian does because you haven't done the internship. So it's fewer questions for the DTR exam. And I think that um, the focus on that was more, the focus of that exam was more food service, um, things that you would do in a more supportive role to a registered dietitian. And the dietitian exam was more focused on you being the expert. One, Yes, and more of the, um, I don't know, the very specific aspects of nutrition problems. Okay, that is super helpful, that analogy. Thank you for that. Yeah, I like love that. Okay, so going back to the DTR credential, 
how have how long um excuse me what was your career like you were dtr for a little over two years right so what was your career like as a dtr in those two years <laughs> sure so i got to meet a lot of people um most everything i did as a dtr was um as self-employed i was an independent contractor for a fitness boutique and also a um, local general family practice where uh, the pra family practice is where I did most of my work. I did a lot of nutrition education and group settings. So I would have meetings twice per month that people could attend and we discuss a particular topic, whether it be um, how to manage a pre-diabetic diagnosis, um, the Mediterranean diet, cooking with more fiber. So the um, education sessions would have about 10 people in them and I would do a cooking demo or I'd make a recipe ahead of time that would feature whatever I was discussing that day for everyone to try. Um, I did a lot of individual counseling too. I'm lucky that at my full-time job, I get to meet a lot of people. So I do a lot of networking and I hand business cards out. And I've had quite a few clients that I've counseled for weight loss. I've had two gentlemen that have been extremely successful to the point where they're able to go off medi medications and all of their labs are in normal ranges. So that makes me feel pretty good. And it's kind of one of the things that keeps me doing the private practice because you have more of an opportunity to have a really good uh, rapport and relationship with the person you're working with. You can be the cheerleader. Yeah. Um, so I, I do counseling for just about anything nutrition related. If you just want me to talk to you about how you're eating and what your physical activity levels are like, just to check in and see if you are um, on the right path, I can do that. If you have, um, you know, IBS symptoms or you're looking to do a, a FODMAP elimination diet and need help with that, that's something that I do too. So I really enjoy having the private practice and I hope to keep it um, depending on where I gain employment as a registered dietitian, they may uh, request that I don't continue because it could be a, a competition situation or they could see it that way. But I really just enjoy researching the different things that my clients need and being able to help them with it and then interviewing them and giving them the motivation to make the changes they need to to be healthy. Wow. You are one of the few diet technicians that I have had the opportunity of talking with who has done the private practice route. Can you give any any tips or any just advice to anyone who is who has the credential or looking at the credential and wants to do the private practice route? Yeah, so I am lucky because I work in a field I work in the hospitality industry. So I have lots of contact with lots of people. But if you are interested there's so many different networking groups out there that I know because of COVID, they're probably not meeting in person any longer, but they're probably doing some Zoom situations. Mm -hmm. um, I um, belonged to the Chamber of Commerce for a different job a long time ago, and they had lots of mixers and networking events. But look and see what kind of meetup groups are in your area online that might have wellness um, wellness um, issues or they, they not wellness issues, but they want to work together to create a healthier community for themselves and each other. Also, I went to a lot of gyms and handed out business cards because while they, while they have a nutritionist on staff, they're not trained to the extent that we are. And there's a lot of problems and things that they can't handle. So they refer out a lot of doctor's offices too. Um, they don't have uh, registered dietitians or DTRs on hand. So just going to different places, introducing yourself and them giving them cards so they can check out 
you know, who you are. It's good to have a website or something that they can access. I know a lot of people have done dietetics portfolios for their internship applications at some point. So having something like that, that a potential referral relationship can look at to see what you've done, what your education's like is really helpful. So it's a lot of just reaching, putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and talking to people, going to places that could potentially need some help with something. Um, even like, LinkedIn is a great resource for that too. So it's just um, a matter of getting your name out there. I, I, when I started, I put business cards everywhere in the community that they would let business cards go. You know, I had my car fixed. They put their business cards on the bulletin board. I put them there. You know, just the grocery store, anywhere. I just put cards out, talk to people. That, so networking, it sounds like. And it sounds yeah. awful, like a lot of confidence in that you know what you're talking about because you're going to talking to doctors and you're you're putting your card out there. You're putting yourself out there as an expert in nutrition, even as a DJ. Yeah, can't be shy about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. So if you, as a DTR, you it sounds like you're taking you took on a lot of different clients a lot of different ibs and fodmap and diabetes so that is not that's something you want to keep learning about so what nutrition or what continual education did you do to help you better do your private practice and help your clients? sure i found my greatest resource was the academy of nutrition and dietetics they have an aspect of their website that's available to the general public, but then they also have a wealth of knowledge and print resources that you can get at a discounted uh, rate for providing clients. I taught a diabetes class every other month at the doctor's office, just card counting, how to eat with diabetes, what to avoid. And I was able to get um, colorful brochures that basically hammered in all the information that I was giving them, just kind of, you know, Re, like reiterated it to them that I could send them home with. Um, the Mayo Clinic is also a great resource. They have so many recipes that are delicious that you can um, print out and give as long as you're citing the Mayo Clinic as the source. All their information is for the public to use. Um, also, the American Diabetes Association has really been very helpful. They have the up-to-date research about anything that is going on with diabetes research and with um, just diet changes, things that you should or should not do. Um, there's also Penn State Extension. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Penn State in this area offers a lot of uh, seminars that you can go to. Um, I went to a diabetes health fair and got a lot of resources that I could hand out to my clients, plus local community resources that I could connect them with in the event that they needed something additional. So, but the Academy by far has probably been my greatest resource just because of the breadth of information and print materials and position papers and journal articles that they have available. Yeah, that is, you just, you just make me happy because there's a lot of people in the world with nutrition and they don't use evidence-based research. They don't they don't, they're not giving actual good information out. And even with the credential doesn't mean that you're gonna keep doing the studying and looking at the research. So I really admire you about that. I really admire you about that. And I just wanna bring um, bring this up on your website, your, your mission or your goal. You can read this on her website. It's to inspire others to eat and live a well, to eat better, excuse me, to inspire others to eat better and live well by sharing research-based practices and interesting accessible approaches to changing dietary, ha dietary habits. And I just saw in what you said that you really do focus on that research. So 
I appreciate that. You're making dietitians and diet technicians look really good. <laughs> so going off of um, what we kind of changing the scene a little bit, what challenges have you had with the diet technician credential? Cause it seems like you've just been doing really well with it. Are there any challenges that you've faced with it? There definitely are some challenges with the diet tech credential. I think one of the biggest issues is that a lot of healthcare workers understand what the role of a registered dietitian is, but because there aren't as many DTRs as there are RDs, they're not fully informed about what a DTR scope of practice is. When I started at Dallas Town Medical Associates as an independent contractor doing nutrition counseling for groups and individuals, they um, had wanted me to be able to bill with Medicare and Medicaid. But unfortunately, that's not something a DTR is able to do. We're not able to bill for insurances. Mm -hmm. We're also not able to approve and write nutrition support for patients who are receiving enteral or parenteral feeding. That's something you must be a registered dietitian to do. And can, before you, sorry, I don't have to cut you off. Can you explain what nutrition support is and the enteral, just in case someone doesn't understand? Sure. So nutrition support would be an alternative um, nutrition given to a patient that's not an oral intake situation. So if you have tube feeding, whether it's um, through the peripheral veins or you know the main arteries, or if it's a nasal gastro tube or a peg tube inserted into your stomach or your intestines, um, nutrition support is very chemistry-based and there's a lot to consider when you're calculating the nutrients that need to go in there. So it does require an extra level of education and training. The dietetic texts do not go through the internship, which is where that information and that training is provided. So because of that, they are not permitted to write and approve those. Now, I have worked with two diet techs who were older and had been in their positions for 20 and 30 years. They were able to write nutrition support orders. However, they had to be checked and signed off on by a dietitian. So I think that's a case-by-case -case scenario, but it's it's something that the, the employers a lot of times or the other health professionals that aren't in the nutrition field don't realize. Yeah, so another challenge when I first got my DTR was um, I, I was having a hard time finding employment mm -hmm. in the field. Yeah. However, I will state that recently, since I've become a registered dietitian in my job search for full-time employment as an RD, I have seen so many more diet tech jobs available in this area than I have ever. So I'm thinking that while this was an underused and maybe underrated position in the past, I really think that it's becoming more prominent because of the amount of people that dietitians have to handle. So if you're working in a long-term care facility with 130 beds and you have one registered dietitian, you may need an assistant and that's where a diet tech would come in. And that's where I'm seeing the diet techs, the positions that are open are mostly in long-term care. So that's great because you have someone who has the nutrition and dietetics bachelor's degree and has the credential. They know a good, as almost as much, but not quite as much as the registered dietitian. So you know you're in good hands if you have those people working there. Yeah, that job security as America gets more unhealthy, <laughs> dietitians and diet technicians are coming up <laughs> to help. <laughs> All right. So what, in having your DTR credential, did you feel like it helped you or hindered you or had any, added anything to your experience during your dietetic internship? Yeah, definitely. It was the best decision I could have made before doing the dietetic internship, honestly. Um, 
I didn't have any really any nutrition experience when I graduated um, with my bachelor's degree because I worked full time and went to school full time. So that left little time to have a part time job as a diet aide or um, I had some time at Penn State Extension over the summer as an assistant, but that that was it. So working as this position, the DTR, while I was saving up money and considering my options for the internship really gave me the experience that I needed in especially the community education and nutrition setting that I could, um, I felt more at ease interviewing during the dietetic internship interviews. But even as I worked during the internship, a lot of the education that we did for patients in both clinical in, inpatient and outpatient were topics that I was very comfortable because I had addressed them with patients or clients in my private practice or at the doctor's office. So a lot of the um, chronic diseases that we see every day, heart disease, diabetes, um, hypertension, those are all things I counseled for for the year and a half prior to doing the internship. And that's the bulk of what we saw in um, outpatient um, in outpatient counseling. So it was very helpful. Plus I think it gave me some confidence when going through the entire internship application process. Yeah. The only downfall was a lot of the preceptors in clinical inpatient knew that I was a DTR. So I think at times I was held to a higher standard, <laughs> which isn't necessarily bad. It just challenged me more because I like a good challenge. So I hope I lived up to their expectations. But I think that, I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but it definitely, I think, changed their perspective a little bit of me. <laughs> so you got, you sounds like you got more from your dietetic internship because of that credential and that. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. Preceptors, which sometimes is not always given right away. So I think I got a little more freedom with people um, because in the roles that I've had, I've also, I'm very comfortable talking to patients and talking to people in general. Mm -hmm. So when a new intern may be um, like, observed more or handheld a little bit more, I think they gave me more freedom than they would have with most people just because they knew I was comfortable in some of these situations yeah. already, which was nice because I like to be independent. And then, you know, you make mistakes when you're in that situation. That's how you learn. Yeah. So. Wow. So you have done so much with your DTR credential, your private practice, you've contracted, you've gotten your name out there and you've had so much continual education. Did you ever get to go to any of the um, fence conferences as a DTR or anything of that nature in your internship? Yeah, actually, I went to the Food and Nutrition Conference in Philadelphia this past October, so almost a year ago. So it was part of the dietetic internship, but I got to do it as a DTR. And I believe, I think I got 23 continuing education credits for that based on all of the um, different talks that I went to. But that was a great experience because um, I learned about different resources that I may not have known about before that are very helpful in my um, in my counseling. For example, FODMAP Every Day is a great website for people who have irritable bowel syndrome or irritable bowel disease. It has recipes, it has re up-to-date research, and it led me to the Monash um, University in Canada, which is like the foremost researcher of, of FODMAP. So that's one great thing I took away from my um, experience with Fancy, And then um, as part of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and also the Pennsylvania Academy, we had the opportunity to do webinars 
with them too for like one continuing education credit every couple of months. So I was able to not only go to Fenty, but also participate in some of those webinars, which was a great experience. It kind of gave me an idea of how I can plan my continuing education requirements as a registered dietitian. So your career as a diet technician is coming to a close or has come to a close. I'm so sorry, but also so excited for you as a dietitian. <laughs> what, where, where do you see yourself going now as a dietitian? And it seems like you have this beautiful, like propelling or this extra um, edge since you had that DTR credential. So where do you see yourself going now? So that's a really good question. I thought that doing that internship would make me really discover about myself, which aspect of nutrition and dietetics I really wanted to pursue a career in. What it did show me is that I'm not a huge fan of clinical inpatient. And the reason being that um, it's very hard to develop relationships with people in clinical because you only see them for a short period of time. So what I'm looking at right now is um, to start my career, I think I'm going to look at long-term care. I'm actually interviewing with a local agency. I have a second interview this week with them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just excited about working with people that I can see on a weekly or daily basis and be able to help them uh, get to know them, be supportive with them, um, just show them, you know, that I'm there for them and that I have their best interest at heart. I want to build relationships with people. And I feel like long-term care is probably the best way to do that right now. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if I can figure out how to do this, I would love to work as a um, nutrition like researcher in a food lab for a food company and then write for a food magazine. Those would be my ultimate dream jobs. All right. So need to get some experience first and keep looking. I have to say that um, any dietitian right now who has been looking for jobs during COVID, it has been extremely difficult because many of the medical facilities and long-term care facilities are not hiring because they're uncertain as to what's going on. So it's been difficult to look for jobs over the last few months, but I think that everything's starting to open back up now which gives me some hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope the same for you. And your resume is, looks good. So I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be able to find something pretty quickly. You. Um, you've shared a lot of really good advice and a lot of awesome resources. Is there anything else you just kind of want to bring up and leave some resources for current DTRs or students who want to become DTRs or, or thinking about coming, becoming a dietitian? I definitely think if you're not sure about doing the registered diet the registered uh, dietitian internship, I think that you really should consider doing the DTR. All it takes is the cost of taking the exam and the time to study for it. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately will give you a better foot in the door in some sort of nutrition job if you're not a registered dietitian. Clearly with that credential, you'll get paid a little bit more than someone who doesn't have it, but also just oper the opportunities that are available it will really let you know if you really want to do the internship or not. Being a DTR made me realize that I could not offer as many things as I wanted to because of my scope of practice restrictions. And that while I was helping everybody, it also helped me realize that I did want to do the registered dietitian credential at some point. But DTR is just a very great way to get your foot in the door, consider what your options are, see what kind of jobs are available, and even determine where you like to work. Awesome. That's super helpful. And so just to make sure I get these down, you said the Mayo Clinic was a really good reference for you. And then mm -hmm. um, the Academy of Nutrition Dietetics while you're working as a DTR and probably now as a dietitian. Anything else that I, I'm missing that you mentioned? Uh, the American Diabetes Association was a really great reference for me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I, I love the FODMAP every day website. Yeah. Even if you're not doing the FODMAP diet, there's lots of great recipes and just information about irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's disease and, and those types of chronic digestive illnesses on there. Okay. All right. Those are super helpful. Is there anything else that you want to share before we close out this interview? No, I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm, I'm amazed that you're doing something to show that DTR is a great profession to be in. And I think it's underlooked or overlooked rather, I guess is the better word for it. So thank you for spotlighting it. Of course. Well, thank you for being a DTR that's worth spotlighting. And I feel like this is really inspiring for a lot. It's been inspiring for me. <laughs> and so I hope that people get um, good information from this. And if you have more questions for Bridget specifically, you can email her. Her email is down in the, in the comments below. You can also visit her website and her Facebook. Those are all linked down below as well as the resources that she provided. And I hope that you guys are encouraged by this interview and de definitely take time to look at Bridget's uh, website and just see what she's doing because she is definitely someone to follow in the nutrition um, field because she's really making moves. And again, she makes opportunity when opportunity does not seem to be there. So she's someone to keep, keep an eye out for. Make sure you tune in again for our next um, DTR Spotlight. And thank you so much for watching.